Welcome everybody to the Healing Place Podcast. This is your host, Terry Welbrock, and just wanted to talk to you before today's episode that the timing of this is so perfect because I ended up having a session with Candace, which was so amazingly beautiful. I can't even think of the right words to use for it. But I wanted to talk about it, and we just had the session in the last few days. We had it this week, and it turns out perfectly timed that her episode was coming out today. So I said, oh, Candace, I'm totally going to record something at the beginning of the episode to talk about my experience. So for me personally, we went in and... Because I'm still careful with what foods I'm introducing, uh, peppers being one of them, she had made um, some a cacao, cacao drink, uh, and it had honey and, and some cayenne and um, I, a bunch of amazingly wonderful stuff in it. So instead, I just ate the raw cacao so I she put that in a little cup for me and and I had I had that and I'm telling you what it's it's supposedly bitter but I tasted the chocolate and so to me and maybe because I'm just eating much more holistically uh, whole foods um, I really found it to be quite delicious and so then we sat in some anti-gravity chairs and had uh, just this amazingly beautiful two-hour healing ceremony and being able to talk with her beforehand and afterwards. But when I was lying back in the chair and we were going through this sound healing uh, with the gongs, the gong, oh my gosh, At the end of today's episode, you'll have to stay tuned because Candace gifts us all with sound healing uh, session, but the gong is not included. So if you have an opportunity to reach out to her and work with her, the gong, she rang it three times. And on that second one, I'm not kidding when I say it rocked my world. I told her that as well afterwards in that the vibrations and the experience that I had was very profound and deep and powerful and empowering. I had um, invited my, um, I guess, higher self. I can't, I can't remember the exact words she had. Future self? Future self. Um, in and was expecting to see me, like, you know, human me. And instead, I came in as this energy that was, it was kind of like the color of a black light, that purple blue, just glowing, beautiful color. And uh, once I realized, oh wait, that's me. That was really awesome because, again, I received messages and um, insights on my healing journey because we had set an intention beforehand. 
and mine was about my healing journey. So anyway, incredibly powerful, just such an amazing experience. I feel so blessed to have connected with Candace and to now know her and truly call her a friend because there's just this soul sister connection that happened from the moment I first, uh, well, the, the moment she first wrapped me in a hug at, at TEDx Hilton Head. And uh, just to have her on this show, what a blessing um, and what a gift to to me personally, but to all of us here in the Low Country and really globally because you can reach out to her. So enjoy today's episode. And I can speak from personal experience of just um, how profound and beautiful working with her truly is. All right, enjoy. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welrock. And to say I'm doing a happy dance is an understatement to have Candace Blair with me. She is the founder of Soul Fire Social. And she I'm going to let her tell you about all the amazing work that she's doing and the healing work on Hilton Head Island. So this is another special episode of uh, the Healers of Hilton Head series. So welcome, Candace. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be with you today on this wonderful podcast, sharing all of these amazing ideas and the healers that are in the low country. Um, so I've been coming to the island uh, since 1980. So although I was not born here, I've definitely been, you know, been coming since I was a kid. And I lived abroad for 20 years. We can kind of go back to that, a very different life. But I lived abroad for 20 years. And when I decided to change careers and focus full time on the practices that I teach, uh, my parents were retired here. So this was kind of home base in America. So um, I came here and I just was welcomed with such open arms here that decided, you know, to make Hilton Head my home. And so now I've been here for about four and a half years and love it. And um, basically my offerings, there's kind of three major pillars to my offerings. And it started out with my experience um, with Kundalini Yoga. I was used to be in investment banking. I lived in Zurich and London and I was living a very different lifestyle, I can tell you, Terry. And it was um, definitely like very high stress, um, go get them. I was like, work hard, play hard. I didn't like yoga. I was like, I was definitely not into what I would wonderfully call the woo woo now. But I but I was really struggling from um, back pain. I was having some issues. I wasn't really kind of as clear as I wanted to be. And, and honest, and my lifestyle choices weren't fabulous either. I was entertaining a lot. And I was getting to the point, I'm about to turn 50 in a week. So I was getting to the point, this was about 10 years ago, where I was like, there's something, there's something more, there's something missing. And I was kind of missing my spiritual connection. I was just kind of doing all of the things that I was told to do to be a success in society. And I was by, you know, monetary standards, et cetera. But I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling great. I wasn't feeling this like abundance and joy and peace within. I wasn't, I was a little off center. And I went to see the most amazing healer. I'd tried all of like Western medicine and I, that was not working. And I went to see him, beautiful Sam, um, a Sri Lankan healer. And he did all this tapping. And at this point, I'm like, what in the world is this man doing? I mean, Terry, I'm like, 
I'm, and, and you know, and he's like five feet tall and he's looking at me and he's just like, and, and I just, I, I'm like, I have no idea what he's tapping into. But at the end, he sat me down and he said, listen, there is nothing wrong with your back. You are energetically out of flow. And typically in the West, we hurt, we get a pill. And he's like, you know, in the East, we, we, tr- we work and we do this work to stay in flow <clears throat> so that we, you know, so that we stay healthy and your energy is all over the place. And also at that time, he was like, you could probably like maybe not have so many cocktails with your clients, you know, like he was like, you need to get on the mat and get grounded. And he's like, I want you to come to Kundalini yoga. And I'm like, Kunda, what? Like, (laughs) what are we talking about? And three days later, I went to this class. um, Like it was, I was kind of being dragged in, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to trust him. And I sat on the mat and the practice, this is one of the foundations of my practice is Kundalini Yoga. And it was so amazing. I sat down and it's it's different because we do breath, we do movement for Shavasana. They play the gong and then we meditate. And I mean, I'm they're chanting and all of these things are happening. And then they played the gong. And I was like, what in the world is this? My little squirrel type A mind, which had not probably taken a breather in so long, was like, this is magic. And I walked out, Terry, so profoundly connected. Like I really had that moment where I was like, oh, okay. I really feel something I haven't felt in a very, very long time. And um, over the course of the next couple of months, I mean, it's not a revolution, right? It's an evolution. I kept going. And I, you know, I asked a lot of questions and I was coming into an awareness of how it was affecting me, like mind, body and spirit. And I knew it felt really good. And um, over the course of that next year, my teacher uh, went abroad and left me her gong to play with. And, um, and I was going to all these workshops, I decided to do a Kundalini retreat. And Basically, uh, within the next two years, Sam was like, listen, if you love it this much, you should teach it. And I'm like, I work 60 hour weeks. Like, what? He's like, if it's meant to be, you will find a way. And so I took my teacher training. I started training with people to play the gong um, as well. And um, really that became, that was the beginning of this foundational part of me teaching Kundalini yoga, of me playing the the gongs and the bowls and, and, and starting to begin my training as a sound healer. And the final piece was I attended um, a cacao ceremony with uh, a shaman in London. And I had such an amazing experience in terms of like what I received. Um, Cause I finally was listening, you know, I, I learned about plant medicine. I learned something so amazing about these beautiful plants we have that can help us to connect and in deep meditation. And it was then the third pillar was born. And so now on the Island, long story short, I guess there a <laughs> short story long. Um, I teach Kundalini. Um, I am a sound healer here and I offer sacred cacao ceremonies and several combinations of those things, including shamanic Reiki. Um, and so however I can best incorporate it to help someone on their healing journey. Oh my gosh. And it flashed into my head, uh, that I had gone down to Jiva, is it Jiva yoga? 
down at the, on the South end. And they had brought a gentleman in and I, I was like, all right, I'm going to go into the back corner. I mean, I've done yoga and I've done different, different forms, but I went back there and he did play the gong and he played uh, some Australian instrument. Did you redo? Yes, or that maybe- one. And yeah. oh my gosh, like just so life altering. And then soon after I had a someone come on that did singing bowls and I remember feeling the shift every night. Now I sleep to a Pandora station and I have it on and it's, it's sound healing. And so they, it will be gongs and it will be singing bowls and it will be chanting. And I love it. I, I truly wake up in the morning feeling like, Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, we know it, it, the, the instruments are so potent and powerful. And I know I mentioned this in my Ted talk was that, you know, the gongs can drop you from your thinking mind into your meditative dreamlike state in 30 to 60 seconds. They are so unbelievably powerful. Um, what they do for your nervous system to relax it, what they do for your blood flow, phenomenal for information or chronic pain. And then the bowls, you know, if you're really kind of tuning in and starting to work with your energy setters and, and trying to remove blocks, whether inherited or things you've acquired to get back into a state of flow, they are amazing for that. And then Kundalini is like the kicker, right? It's like the physical practice, which is like, all right, now we're going to raise the Kundalini. Like get your Shakti energy flowing and, you know, and let's really try and live in a greater state of balance of equanimity and being in connection, not just when we meditate, but I think one of the important messages right now is working on, you know, not just going like that Eastern philosophy, right? Like we're not just going because we hurt, we go and we make a practice of it because we want to walk around in this world in a greater state of love and in flow and with a neutral mind. And I think all of those practices support that. Beautiful. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the TEDx too. I just happened to be at TEDx Hilton Head and was so, I just feel blessed that Candace was there and closed out the ceremony or the, the presentations. And it was just such a beautiful, powerful experience. So thank you for that. Oh my goodness, you're so welcome. It was just so nice to see the level of interest. You know, I was reading a report the other day that sound is the fastest growing segment of wellness. Um, and there's so much, you know, one of the amazing things that helps, I think, all of all of the healers that you interview and everything is when we have big data to back up you know, the, the, what, what this actually does, it makes it a whole lot easier to sell it to the naysayers, right? It becomes a whole lot less woo woo, you know? And I've like, you know, I have to say my, my guys on the training floor bought me my first gong. Cause I was like, I'm going to practice on you. And I have a video of like the closing bell and they'd take off their shoes and then they'd report back about how their journey on the tube was like so much better, but you have to open a door. And I think for, you know, Ted talks to see like, Hey, wait a minute, this is this is something that has a profound effect on people and not just as a relaxation, but like clinically, like it, what it does, you know, the bowls, de-stressors, anti-anxiety, they activate your immune system, you know, and so many people are um, struggling from, you know, adrenal fatigue, we are, we see so much sickness and, um, I think as well, just, you know, right now with so much going on, we're seeing a lot of like mental illness and people really struggling. And so having some tools, which can, you don't have to do anything. Cause I think some people get turned off by yoga. They Maybe they just don't like it. They don't like the scene. The great thing about sound is you just 
get to receive it, right? You get to lie back and receive. And we don't have many things in the world where you don't have to do anything and has a real positive benefit. So I love that part about it. I'm like, just lay down. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I love I love that you pointed out the fact that it's not just about relaxation. It's about so much more than that. And uh, yeah, very, very powerful for, for healing. Indeed, it's certainly been a part of my healing journey. I told you, and I, I'm going to share it now because I'm so excited. I got happy, happy news this morning that all of my mycotoxins, I don't want to call them, I I keep saying my, they're not my mycotoxins, the mycotoxins (laughs) are back in the normal range, meaning I detoxed them out and sound healing has been an incredible part of that. So again, what you do truly is life altering in my opinion. So yeah. Thank you. And I, I just, I just love it. So it, And every time I'm like, I try and add like new instruments to make the journey really exciting. It's like, it's my weakness now. Some people have shoes. I have like instruments. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So uh, now I'm so super curious myself about, all right, I have to look at it again. Cacao. Yes. Yes. I know everyone's like, wait, because we have right cocoa or hot cocoa, right? We have it at the holidays and, um, and we have our chocolate. So yeah, I'm just going to give you, I'll give you like the basic and then just ask me any questions. So cacao is the like a hundred percent pure chocolate, right? So when you buy, even if you buy like lint 99% chocolate, it has been manufactured. Most of the good stuff has been taken out and chocolate and mess. Mesopotamian cultures, particularly the Mayans and the Aztecs, they revered it so much because of the nutritional benefits. It has like a lot of magnesium and iron. It's got all of these amazing minerals. And um, it also, it's called theobroma cacao, just to say theobromine, why this is also a fabulous replacement for your coffee. I'm going to, I'll talk about that later. But theobromine is in the cacao bean and it's released when you drink it and it affects um, mental clarity and focus. Cacao affects your cardiovascular system. So you get more blood flow to the brain or something like coffee affects your nervous system, which is why you get jittery. Um, so cacao has all of these amazing nutrients and it has this beautiful effect on the brain. Plus it releases anandamide, which is your bliss molecule. So more goodness by just drinking chocolate. And so that's the heart opening. They they say that the vibration of the plant, if you keep the vibration by keeping it pure and not over manufacturing it, never bringing it to the boiling point, then you get the plant vibration. And cacao is a feminine plant. It's a heart opener and the vibration helps to release negativity. So imagine you've got this perfect superfood. It is number one on the scale for antioxidants above goji berries, above blueberries. It is amazing. So you can drink it like you'll find in health food shops. They might say, we'll put cacao into your smoothie. But the thing is, that cacao powder that's been processed all the good stuff's been taken out the cacao butter cocoa that's your ch- save that for marshmallows but this is truly a, a absolute superfood and if you're buying ceremonial cacao then you're buying it so it has that vibration to use in your meditation creative writing um sound like i i have a cup of cacao probably 5 days a week before i do anything it's my way to connect with nature um, really kind of grounding into the earth and I make it as a brew. Some people make like bliss balls with it. You can, you know, you can make it, you can, you can make it what you'd like. You just want to eat it raw though. is the one thing. And I host cacao ceremonies. So I will say that. So 
Um, once a month, I lead a global virtual group. I do live ceremonies at different places, like I have one with Jiva in January. Um, and I do a lot of privates for couples or, say, groups of friends. And each ceremony is um, I, I tap into the people who are coming and I have a cup of cacao and I listen to the messages. But what about where I'm supposed to be going with the ceremony? But usually it is a journey, really internal guided meditation, using all of the instruments as well. And my voice to take you on a journey, whether it's meeting your younger self, meeting your older self, meeting your shamanic healer or your guides. Um, and we just uh, right now we're working through the chakras. So last week was a little more vocal than most. We were like really speaking our truth, but they're just beautiful ways to come together, open your heart, have a bit of a deeper experience. Um, and just really, it, it's amazing because it really tends to make people want to share, which I think is a beautiful thing. Coming in together in circles, setting an intention, having an individual experience, but then sharing together as a group. And it, it, it they really are just elevating. You tend to leave with some pretty interesting tidbits and information that uh, that kind of come down to you during your journey. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm so excited. I want to do it. But then I have to be honest, there's this little tiny. So having been a person who has been through horrific trauma in my first 22 years of life, there's that little trauma survivor in me that's like, oh, that sounds so scary. Oh, that sounds out of control. Oh, that sounds. Do you ever have people that are like, oh, I'm not quite sure about this? <laughs> well, you know what? I uh, The thing that I really trust, Terry, because I, I understand that and I'm really... When I, I do my shamanic Reiki experiences, I include cacao in that. And we often work through the chakras. And many times we'll do a chakra clearing, not just for you, but for your smaller self. And it can even be across timelines if you're you know interested in that as well. But I do feel like people, it, it's, it's our choice where we go. This is not a psychotropic. This is, a, it's a plant that you're working with. And I think you have people have to remember even when you're working with other plant medicines the most important thing is that you're working in collaboration you're not being taken over i'm never giving my power to anything again you know like i'm going to if i'm going to invite a plant medicine to come into my being i'm inviting it in with a very strong intention of what i want to work on that day and i'm very clear if i start to go to a place i don't want to i i redirect you know you you have the ability to go when you're ready i just try and create a safe space that if you want to go there you can go there um and if you're not ready then that's okay. You know, like, uh, I think, I think we have to remember, these are our allies, plant medicine, all these sounds, all the places you go, all of these vibrations and things we're working with, these are our allies. And we, we set an intention, and we keep our power, but we work in collaboration. Wow, that is just an amazing, beautiful answer. And I and thank you for clarifying that, because I know a lot of my audience is trauma survivors. And so we do look at the world through the lens of safety and being like, okay, wait, hold up a second. <laughs> so yeah, I love Absolutely. that idea. And, and I think I think, Terry, it's important too. you know, if you do want to go there, if you're like, hey, this is something I would like to explore in a very safe container is then, you know, having a private session. So then you because some people it's uh, they say the purge of cacao is laughter or tears. Right. So like, we do get we do have I do have Kleenex, you know, but it's it's one of those things where I think you individually having like if you've gone through trauma, right, it's important that you it's 
you know, you've taken your power back, right? So it's important that you go in and if you do want to work on it, that you're intentional about that, but you feel very good. Like I always think you have to choose who you work with and the t- and what you want to work with at the time. And I think you have to resonate and I think you have to feel very, very safe with someone when you're diving that deep. So, you know, I don't know that I would tell someone on your first like a cow ceremony, like, okay, let's go as deep as you want to go, like, like see what comes up. And but you're the director always. Yes. Oh, it's just so empowering. I mean, that's the beauty of it. And so thank yes. you again. Beautiful. Of course. Beautiful. So is there any Thing else, I mean, obviously, we could sit here and have a seven-hour podcast interview. But is there anything <laughs> else that you wanted to talk about specifically that we haven't had a chance to? I think there's one other um, facet. I should have probably said I have four peers to what I do, and it's something that's really interesting. And I don't, I feel comfortable talking about it here with you because I know you touch on so many different topics. I am the North American trainer um, with a colleague of mine, with Laura Peterson, and we uh, trained with the authors of The Alchemy of Becoming. And it's a methodology that they directly, they channeled, they're um, about to publish their second book. And it's a methodology that's very personal that allows you to, we teach people how to tap into their higher consciousness and to their guides using the Sway methodology. And the guides had them, like the way that they wrote this book was like, listen, First of all, the author had to spend 10 years reading like everything from like quantum physics, physics, every spiritual book, you know, like to be like, because there's so much amazing uh, information out there. But the thing is, we can read it, we can digest it. But how do we how do we get there? Like, how what is there? Like, how what do we do to get there? Because you you can do all the yoga, you can do all the sound, but every one, each one of us is like our own amazing Rubik's cube of things we've inherited generationally. Every experience is so unique. And that's what I love about this methodology is they were given, it's like a workbook and you are able, once you connect to your highest consciousness to remove, the first book is all about removing and releasing low frequency emotions from your physical and energetic being. And we've started doing before and after pictures because literally the, the, the you become healthier because you're letting go and you use like magnets. It's like the most fun thing ever. You're literally following a process to release trapped low vibration emotions with the goal of raising your consciousness and your vibration. So you can show up better in your life and for other people, but it's really letting go. And it's just magical. And you find it helps you to kind of find your purpose. And you come into this state of just being so much lighter and brighter. The second, the second book is all about um, can we complete your karma in this lifetime? And then the next three books are going to be, well, what happens when you get up in your consciousness is raised and you're living from love, like when you, what happened, what do you do when you get there? Then you start to affect the collective and you start to affect structure. And it's just really brilliant. I, I, I just haven't spoken about it that much, but I find it, it's been a potent tool for me. I'm in the middle of the second book myself, and it's one of the most transformational things I've ever done. If you feel called to it, you know, you let me know. It's it's definitely something that I feel like you probably have had to need to do a little bit of work and then you, to understand the kind of concepts behind it. But but n- not even, you know, like that's why we're teachers, right? We, right? we explain it. But it's beautiful. 
Well, it sounds beautiful. I'm like, sign me up for all of the above because <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes. Like to me. <laughs> yes. Oh. And I just, I think like I'm like a guinea pig because I'm so like, you know, I'm only 10 years into this. So like, that's one thing, you know, I'm, I'm learning everything. And like, as I learn it, I just, get, I like love being able to share it because I see how it impacts, how it's impacted my life, you know? And, um, you open up one door and there's all these other magical doors that open up. And I think it's so beautiful just to share because my, my path, you know, everyone's path is going to be unique, like what you feel called to, but just to know how many magical things are out there to help you on your journey and to help you kind of come into your purpose and into your heart. I think it's just, it's really beautiful. Yes. I couldn't agree more. And I've been on, I stepped onto the healing path in 2013. So I've been on it nine years and it's same sort of thing. But I love your, I think your Rubik's cube analogy just like kind of blew my mind. I was like, poo, a little bit because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I am. I, I've been sitting here going, okay, you know, I've got it like almost all the colors. And then I'm like, oh, how do I get? <laughs> right. And you're like that one that I can't get, but, right. it, but it's, it's so true. And, and that's what I love. It's because like one book's not going to be for all, but because you're using your guides, and your higher consciousness, everyone's path will be the same. I mean, everyone's path will not be the same, right? Like it'll all be so uniquely tuned into like, what do you need to release first? Like, and nothing, nothing comes before you're ready. And I love that too, because your guides are never going to give you something really uh, until you're ready to deal with it. Because, you know, we're not, we're not put on this planet to suffer. That's for sure. You know, we're here to have this experience to face the challenges and learn, but I don't think we're here to stay in suffering. You know, yes. we're here to kind of come into love. So I love it. I love it. Well, and something had popped in my head and then it popped right back out. So <laughs> um, it'll come back if it needs okay. to. So uh, how do, how do people connect with you? I know we're going to have a great treat at the end of this and we'll get to that in just a second. But how, so how do people connect with you and, and work with you? So the best thing to do is just to go to my website. So it's soulfiresocial.com. Super easy. If the cacao resonates with you, I do have a page dedicated solely to cacao, soulfire cacao. So it's all pretty easy. I mean, that has like meditations and sound healings. But on my on my website, you'll find each of the different pillars. There's a lot. I really try and inform people so you can read a bit more about it. Um, I have a, a link to videos. I have over 200 donation based only like classes, um, meditations and sound healing. So if you want to like check it out and kind of get my vibe, like I, that's cool, you know, like you can kind of get on there. It links to my YouTube page. Um, you can follow me on social media. I'm the same thing. Soulfire Social, Facebook, Instagram. I'm Candace Kundalini, but it's my personal and work page because I realized I'm like, I, I think about like three years ago, I'm like, you are living your life now. You do not need to manage two pages. I'm right. like, it's okay. It can all be one. It can all be one. Um, but uh, yeah, so and, and just uh, take a look, send me a mail. My My phone number's on there. You can text me. You can email me. I'm like, I like sharing this so much. So just reach out and no question is silly. I promise. Like just I'll happily run you through anything. And, and I like to do bespoke. Um, I really like to, to work with people to find what is the best for you. So, you know, it's really important to have like some discovery calls. So just reach out. 
Wonderful. Well, and I just have to tell you and tell the audience too, that when I approached you before TEDx, right before, now you're getting ready to go on. I'm sure you were like, all right, trying to get your thoughts together and what you're going to do, calm your body, your system. And so I introduced myself and you just like wrapped me up in this huge embracing hug. And like, I was instantaneously, oh my gosh, I love this person. Like there was just, you're just such a beautiful, welcoming soul. And I just, again, I just feel blessed to have been introduced to you and know you now. And so thank you. Well, thank you, Terry. I really, I really felt the same way afterwards. And I was your beautiful comment on my thing, just like that sharing. And I just want to say that to everyone, just like, no, like there's no, hierarchy, spiritual, like, it's like, we're all here to like help and elevate one another. And it's, you know, when meeting God, you know, it was, it was just beautiful. It was like perfect timing. And, um, you know, I think if we meet and greet people in our highest vibration, then we're doing the best always. So, yes. Well, and see, it just came back that I was just going to say, I love what you had said earlier, because I've, I've said for years when I worked with kids in the school systems, the kids are not cookie cutters, people, humans, we're not these cookie cutter, everybody doesn't fit. So I love what you're talking about with the fourth pillar of work is that, um, yes, we all we all are on our own journey. I tell my own kids that we're on our own journeys. And if we can learn to just look at one another that that person's in a different space along their journey, uh, it's just it just makes for a more beautiful, um, accepting world, I guess. I'm so, and I think, I don't know about you, but I, I think also just teaching people, particularly women, um, you know, I, I said this in an article recently, men used to come to us for guidance on hunting, fishing, where to go, like what time, where, you know, we were these amazing wisdom keepers and we were really connected and our intuition is so powerful, but we've kind of turned it off or we don't listen to it or we don't make time to listen to it. And I think that the time is now, you know, if I can say any parting word is, you know, really whatever your practice is, try and come back into your intuition because, you know, we really, it's such a beautiful guide and that's your guide, right? And that's going to tell you, you know, we're not going to tell you the bowls, that's going to solve it. No, I mean, for some people, it's an amazing tool. Some people aren't going to like the bowls. You're going to be like that gong, you know, no. And that's perfectly good. Like it's, it's just knowing and trusting so that you can find the right things. Don't let anybody tell you what's right for you, you know, really believing in your, in what your truth is. I think that's so important yet that you have everything you need inside to make that call. Yes. All right. What a beautiful way to to end our conversation. But you have a treat for us and I'm so excited about it. So <laughs> you are going to uh, gift us with your with your healing sounds. I am. OK, so I can't bring the gongs in over Zoom. I know. Let me just make sure my head's not totally cut off there. <laughs> it's always hard. It's This is the one time I wish I was a little shorter. The six foot frame tucked in here. A little. <laughs> I get a little bunched up sometimes, but, um, so I'm just going to do just a short, how long would, how would you like it? I don't have a timer on me. Oh, I am. I am open to whatever you are moved to share. Okay, perfect. So the one thing I would simply ask, um, is just to take a, a moment to put your hands down on your lap or on your knees. And if you're sitting, you can lie back, but just closing the eyes. And just taking two long deep breaths, just in. You can even sigh on the way out. Ah. 
let go of any kind of strain or stress from the day. Let yourself sit all the way down in your seat. Another deep breath in. Ah. And all you have to do is receive.
And you want to just take a nice long deep inhale. Release. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. So thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for letting me share. We'll get to figure out how to get the gongs on there sometimes. Yes, that would be wonderful. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today. And remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.